This podcast is an RPPFM production. The following episode contains some coarse language and descriptions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. What a great start. Oh, You're gee, listening. Oh, I think my fridge is haunted. <laughs> Shall we start again? Yeah. You're listening to, to I, think I Think My, my fridge, fridge Is Haunted. haunted. The Christmas the, edition. The late night edition. Yes. With if requests. You're, if you're feeling a little bit saucy. We'll play you some Elton John. Yeah, we'll play you some um, Swedish fiddle singing. Yes. Speaking about f- Swedish fiddle singing, I watched Midsummer. Oh my god! Holy, how was it? Shit, I okay. am obsessed. Okay, so people obsessed. out there don't know what Midsummer is. This is not the Midsummer Murders, the nineties no. drama show about the small, small, small town, smaller than Kringa town, <laughs> that everyone dies. Like every week, someone dies. I mean, this has a. It, it's kind of along those lines. So it's, it's a, a very, it's a small. It's a horror film. About, it is it's incredible. A, in, in the, uh, not Netherlands. It's Swedish. Uh, Swedish. Yeah. And was it by the producers? Same guy that did Hereditary. Hereditary. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about uh, messing with your mind. It is so gorgeous and amazing. I, I am so obsessed with this movie now. Like, Okay. Oh, my God. Completely recommend just so mind-blowing mm. i'm obsessed with it and i know one of the actors from the good places in it yeah and i love that show yeah um what's his name uh sick oh uh, flipping oh hang on i have to wait go. chris is frantically I... writing something down cheaty oh my god you, you watch, watch the show <laughs> oh my god she just gets better and better she knows everything yeah cheaty's in it it is incredible it is i'm so obsessed with it it's culty it's spooky it's it's set completely in daylight which it's hard to think of a horror movie where everything happens in the day yeah because it's the um it's usually because they have no budget yeah no but this one is set with the it's the midsummer it's when all the the nights are just day oh is that why yeah right yeah so everything happens because bright daylight because they d- don't really it's have always nights. daylight during yeah that time. Wow. but holy shit i'm just completely recommend complete it is so insane i, I cannot- haven't seen it yet i want to see it but i actually watched a youtube video with like all these spoilers so i know exactly what happens okay um and it reminded me a little bit what i saw of it it reminded me of this great netflix produced uh film called the ritual have you ever seen that oh no but the last podcast guys rave about it i've watched it twice I yep. f- and i'll watch it again Oh, okay. Esther, it's so good. Damn. Okay. Oh, it's it, the imagery. It's yes, like yes. Well, this is like midsummer. It I is love stunning. anything that has kind of like forests and stag horns yeah. and like mutant animals and yeah rituals and oh well, this capes is this is literally hoods, it. All that stuff and fires and wicker men yeah. and I love all that stuff. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, midsummer yeah. is literally like 
it's so beautiful everyone's dressed in white there's like these flower crowns yeah flower crowns and like the most vibrant flowers um blue skies everyone's smiling like and and plus so the majority of the you. time yeah the americans are on drugs right so the whole if you look at the background it's constantly kind of swirling like like you really? are on like mushrooms or something huh so it's just the it, the whole movie is trippy the whole movie is trippy but it has some moments where it's so intense and mm. so like i just get these crazy goosebumps cool. and like my sister was warning me she because she went up to um she stayed in an airbnb along the great ocean road and she called me in like this weird panic being like et i'm staying at a a, a town that's an actual cult oh, and i'm like what what do, you, what do you mean she's like it's like all the the village people in this town all know each other they're all ex-priests or they're all priests that have been asked to leave the church are so i'm guessing priests, pedophiles all priests that are like, singing ymca if so i'd friggin love it i'd because be down you there said village people so oh, oh obviously bitch. <laughs> my mind went straight to the gay disco <laughs> no uh hang on so okay are we actually talking about perhaps it actually was a pedophile colony well i think it's all those those priests that get asked to you know move along and because they've they've been molesting kids jeez that happens i mean 100 percent, yeah i thought the the catholic church i thought the church just kind of you know took care yeah they they moved them to a different i thought they just kind of looked the other way and yeah they do they do but instead of being like you know, I'm going to take legal action. They just kind of be like, all right, we're going to shift you to another church, to another town. But all these priests are are all done in their career and they all move to this town. And it's like this weird old ass town. Belle was staying in this beautiful little cottage and she calls me and she's like, "Eh, don't watch Midsummer alone. You know, I'm I'm flipping out because we're in a town full of cult people and this movie's about cults and it's crazy and they're going to come and get me. But I watched it. I watched it twice. I'm going to watch it over and over. It is stunning. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Get okay, onto cool. it. I Ugh. will. I will. Ugh. I will. The girl. I've got the biggest crush on her. The main chick. The blonde Oh, she's girl. just so beautiful. Right. She's incredible. I don't know her name. No, I mean, um, it's Florence something. She looks. A li- she reminds me a little of Brie Larson. She, yeah, she's an absolute babe. She's the, one of the most amazing actresses I've seen in ages. Cool. Well... So you oh. sold it on me. I'm going to watch it. Go home tonight and watch it. I'm going to go and watch It Chapter 2 because it's out on DVD. I still haven't seen Chapter 2. Oh, my God. It's which so crazy. Good. I it's just haven't so been to the good. movies a lot this year, but I love the first one, like the first remake yeah. version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I'll lend it to you. I feel like we've got so much housekeeping this week. We do. We and do, if you're guys. listening to this, this is our Christmas episode. Yeah. Ho, ho, hoes. Ho, ho, hoes. <laughs> Hose everywhere. <laughs> and, you know, we, we want to put this out on Christmas Day. We normally put it out on a Thursday. We're putting it out on a Wednesday this week because we want all of our spooky friends to be able to, you know... If have they, a break. Have, have a, a breather break. from the the bullshit. All the Christmas stuff. <laughs> and I'm celebrating you know, the life of Jesus Christ. And, you know, all the Christmas crackers and the music and the bells and, and all the that screaming, kind of stuff. And the screaming. The internal screaming. And the guilt... Um, So, you know, just after dinner, go out, sit in your car, take a glass of wine with you. Don't drive. Or something else. Or something. Something a bit bit stronger. Smoky. (laughs) (laughs) And listen to us. We will keep you company. Yep. 
we'll um tell you some and spooky. you can even drunk message us if you want oh we honeys. are here for you majority of you have us on social media send us a message because i will be at work mm-hmm. scrubbing toilets that day you're working on christmas day aren't yes. you people like to go to hotels on christmas uh, yeah i guess so <laughs> and um wouldn't it be funny if, like, you had someone going to that hotel on Christmas because they want to get away from everyone and they actually listen to our podcast and then you're like, housekeeping. And they're like, holy shit. And she's like, Am oh, I- that voice sounds familiar. <laughs> Open the door and it's just an exhausted me just, like, covered in sweat with latex gloves. And like, do you want your toilet scrubbed, sir? <laughs> towel nightmare <laughs> all right housekeeping. so yeah more housekeeping what have we uh so last week we talked obviously about cyclone tracy yes in our episode stacy's and tracy's stacy's and tracy's uh oh the incels yes. i could i completely blame you <laughs> ruined my week i went to woolworths afterwards and i was like Oh my god! Is that, is that person a Stacy or a Becky or an incel? Yes. Uh, I swear to God, I saw five right? incels last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five. You start to notice them I, everywhere. I did. I did. You, yeah, man. I went out. We it went ruins out, everything. We went out for Indian food the <laughs> night after, and there was these two guys, and they were kind of um, I don't know. They were they were just with they was they sat at this table for two. Yeah. Looking at each other, like yeah. facing each other, eating, and I swear to God, they didn't say one word. And I was like, what Are they plotting is to- going on? Yeah. And it was a buffet. So they just kept on going up and getting more food. Mm. And I was like. Oh, Maybe they're no. mute and blind and deaf. I don't know. They just looked like incels. And because I, I'm, I'm now obsessed with incels. Right? You, everybody yeah. looks like an totally, incel. Totally. Did you? I actually was sitting on the toilet one night. And I decided to try to find a real life incel on Instagram and I found him and I sent his profile to you and he is horrendous. Oh, you did. He like, even like the tame in quote unquote tame incels are terrifying. Mm, Like they, they make every pore in my body just like shrink up you don't have any pores we've discussed this i know well it makes other things shrink up (laughs) (laughs) so last week i was musing on whether there was a um some sort of a memorial to the victims of cyclone tracy and apparently yes there is a plaque in the darwin civic center which was put there in 1977 and it was actually unveiled by her majesty the queen wow and it acknowledged those who died within the cyclone and also the people that were lost at sea and it names them each by name because that's That's one thing that we didn't think about people that were washed out to sea and never seen again and i think that would be scarier than being on land in my opinion i mean i'm so terrified of water so that doesn't help it's kind of like a tsunami isn't it it would just be so scary oh my god i'd rather be on land 100 percent than be stuck out in sea that is a nightmare Mm, nightmare yeah uh did you we should probably have done this in an ice cube but Mm. did you hear about this volcano oh yeah my best friend lives in new zealand and did not tell me it happened it's terrible it's her so apparently there's footage of a man looking directly into the hole of the volcano and it explodes 
What? Because apparently you don't know if a volcano is about to explode. It just erupts. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, because I thought that was a bit... I'm like, surely you'd hear rumbles Because they can... They can predict, like, the tectonic plates, yeah, what they're that's doing. What I and they, and they, they, they keep close, you know, measures on, on volcanoes. And they've got computers. Yeah, I thought the same thing. And I was like, surely you can hear stuff about to happen. And my dad's like, no, they just explode. They just explode. I'm like, oh, well, okay, I guess I, we don't have volcanoes, so I have no idea. Like, As we discussed last week, we have no volcanoes. We have none. We have horrendous prime ministers, though. Mm. Wah, wah, wah. Somebody <coughs> him now. Um, I once said that about Trump online, and I got absolutely chased for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that out, what you just <laughs> said, or at least beep it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um. Yeah. Just. Just tragedies. Just so much tragic yeah, stuff going on. This. It's just the worst. Do you? Uh, I feel like there was another uh, housekeeping. housekeeping thing that I had. Hang on. Oh yes. Oh, big eyes. What? Uh. So there's a new show on Netflix. Have yes. you seen it? The Confession Killer. Um. No. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Richard Chase? Yeah. And how his mum was a moron. Yeah. And we were comparing him to Henry Lee Lucas. Yes. So there's a new show on Netflix called The Confession Killer and it's about Henry Lee Lucas. Oh, okay. It's nuts. Yeah, Henry and Lee Lucas is a, a massive dick. Yeah, well, yeah. But... There is so much to this story. I had no idea. It's it's related to all this police corruption. Oh, it's God. nuts. Okay, see. I recommend it. All right, cool, cool, cool. I was like, what? I didn't know this happened. Ooh, I yeah. thought it was just he's a serial killer. He got the death penalty. End of story. No, there's always a there's deep so dive. Much more. Always. And yeah, I'm only up to like episode three. I don't actually know how many episodes there are mm. in this series, but I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Well, yeah. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll get onto it. I feel like so much stuff has happened this week. So much week. stuff has happened this week. Do you have a fact from the freezer? Yes. All right. All right. Go ahead. Nintendo was founded back when Jack the Ripper was still on the loose. Brackets 1889. What? Isn't that crazy? Okay, hang on. Was it like like a ball in a cup? Oh, see. Like, like you know, with the string attached to the cup. No, it was it was actually, I've got more of my, <laughs> my fact. I just wanted to sink it in. There was no technology then. No, they had the Japanese company originally made playing cards called Hanafuda. But they, the the name of their company was Nintendo. It was Nintendo. Totally. Yeah. And it was happening all while Jack the Ripper was prowling the streets. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. So they've always been a games company, yeah, but they've always not been necessarily like, an, like a technological no, games company. No, but they've like stuck to it. They've been like, let's start with playing cards and let's move on like through the ages to... The technology that Nintendo has now. I That's thought that was so really cool. sick. That's amazing. I almost crashed my car when Jackson told me that. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> they had joy in 1889? Yeah. Okay, you'll go. <laughs> okay, so I actually swiped this from um, the podcast Bloody Murder. Ooh, shout out. Uh, shout out. I think they're also from Melbourne, actually. Ooh, competition. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, they're great. We love them. No, no, they're good. They're good. They mostly just do true crime, whereas we do, like, other stuff. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, and they posted this on their Instagram. Uh, so, Esther, you'll be yeah. interested to know that lobsters pee out of their faces. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they have. That's cute, <laughs> isn't it? I think that's so cute. But when you said that, I pictured a lobster with a human face. <laughs> For some reason, was it our prime minister? Yeah, yes. Would you call him not human? political? I hate him. <clears throat> Continue your fact. They have urine release nozzles right under oh. their eyes. Oh. They urinate <laughs> in each other's faces. As a way of communicating either when fighting or mating. Damn, what if you got the two of them mixed up? Two of what? Fighting or mating. What if one starts pissing in your face and you're like, mm, honey, come on. And then he's, and then it turns out to be a fight. I think the, either the fighting or the mating comes first, then the peeing is like, a, <laughs> it comes after. Okay. It's like, right. Then fight, I love that. Then fighting words, pee. I love having then little... sexy words, pee. Uh- <laughs> Little tear ducts in your eyes. That's for urine. <laughs> that's great. So, do they have genitals? Oh, I didn't read that far. Like I presume so. Then why doesn't the do all genitals make we? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, but their sexual organs might be somewhere else, whereas like their urethra might be in their face. Okay. See, I never learned we sex need a ed, vet. so I don't. Well, I was a vet nurse, but I never handled crayfish. So you were too lobsters. busy sucking up dog blood. Okay. Did we even mention <laughs> that on the podcast, or is that an inside? Yeah, I okay, put it good. in uh, the blooper actually, so people might not actually know that we do bloopers. Yeah, after guys, the end hold of on music. to the whole episode because we will. And There's some funny stuff. Yeah, the episode that we did with Sky. It's the vampire one. Yes. Yeah. With Sky Medusa, she you told us a really funny story yeah, the blood, about blood, when you yes. were a vet nurse. Yes. And I put that after the end Great. of the music. Great. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Hire me, I'm available. Both performance and vet nursing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what have you got? We haven't discussed yet who's going first. Oh ho ho. Christmas theme. <laughs> okay, um, I'll go first, I reckon, because mine's pretty depressing. All and right. Ghosts are fun. Like, even if the ghost is hardcore and scary, ghosts are always guaranteed fun. Yeah, he's definitely a troublemaker. This Murder one. isn't fun. All right, let's do it. Let's do let's it. Let's do I'm it. Ready. Guys, we've got a beautiful Christmas tale for you today. Good. On the 25th of December, 1996, picture a beautiful snowy, snow-filled land in america preferably boulder colorado mm-hmm. um picturesque every yeah the the chimneys are a blowing and the lights are a glowing <laughs> rhyme i'm making this up anyway an american child beauty queen age six known as jean bonnet ramsey wah, wah, was found dead in her family home wow yep we're going there. We're going there. Now, guys, I'm doing this specifically for all the... I have this beautiful wig, okay, that I got from Magic Glamour. Shout out. He's a Sydney-based stylist. And it's blonde and it's very pageanty. Mm-hmm. And I call it my Jean Bonnet Ramsey wig. Of course. And... One of the greatest beauty queens that ever lived. Completely. But my friend Manny um, got f- coveted in fake blood. What? Yeah, because he wore it for an act at Red Light Confidential where... That's unforgivable. Unforgivable. My wig is ruined. 
it, it can be reversed. I I you, can't you, afford no, it at the moment. I'll do it for <laughs> it's you. It's been there for it's been covered in blood for months. Okay, I've got two words for you: <laughs> charcoal shampoo. I don't know hair. I don't know anything. I know hair. I love you. <laughs> anyway, now it's like I can still use the John Bonet Ramsey title for the wig because, well, uh, think about well, it. Well, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Okay, true. guys, let me continue. John Bonet was born in 1990 by her two parents, Patricia and John Ramsey, and held, had an older brother called Burke. Remember that name. Mm. Mm. John Ramsey was a wealthy businessman who was president of Access Graphics, an IT company, and Patsy Ramsey dedicated her time to entering her daughter into heaps of child beauty pageants. Jean Bonnet was quite successful in these pageants, taking home titles such as America's Royale Miss, Little Miss Colorado, Colorado State All-Star Kids Cover Girl, and Aww. National Tiny Miss Beauty. Aww. Yeah, look, I hate child pageants, but the titles are pretty cute. Patsy was a recognized pageant mum who previously was a beauty queen, uh, she held the title of Miss West Virginia in 1977. So okay. she, you can tell she was like a mum who was pushing her dreams onto her six-year-old kid. Yes. Yep. On the morning of December 26, 1996, Patsy discovered a three-page ransom note demanding $118,000 for the safe return of Jean Bonnet. She called 911, and if you've heard the 911 call, it's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are pretty sus about it. Guys, it's all over the internet. Listen to the call. Oh, you can get it. It's it's so bizarre. Many yeah, and yeah. people have literally pulled it apart from every sound in the back. Everything. It mm-hmm. is like one of the most famous nine one one calls ever. Yep. It's nuts. Nine one one emergency. Police. What's going on? Five five fifteen street. What's going on there, ma'am? We have a kidnapping. All right, please explain to me what's going on, okay? There we have a. She basically starts by saying, we have a kidnapping. A lot of people say that sounds too rehearsed, almost like what a cop would say. When she first speaks on the 911, she says, we need an M. And then she pauses and says police, suggesting she knows that Jean Benet is already hurt. Hang on. Oh, my God. See, it like. I, kn- I didn't know about yeah, that. Yeah, she, she's like, we need an M, uh, police. She completely changes it. So if you kids later- kidnapped. 
obviously well the, yeah they don't they, quotation marks don't know where she is exactly they think she's out of the house oh my yeah. god yeah the 911 call continues with patsy begging the operator to send help as soon as possible she's praying to jesus and then she hangs up the phone but what she doesn't do is hang up the phone properly so the call the 911 operator can still hear noises in the background it is believed that in the background you can hear burke saying mommy mommy and patsy saying what have you done over and over again So they've like blown up the sound. There's a documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's there's a it's couple. Liter- there's a heap on John Bonet Ramsey. There's one really weird one called <laughs> Casting John Bonet. I like that one. That yeah. one's really good. It's very interesting. It's real. It's a really cool way of doing a documentary. It's very, yeah, it's unique. But there's one. It could be the killing of John Bonet Ram- or something. But yeah. it is literally like the most thorough thorough documentary you'll ever see mm-hmm. about John Bonet. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned everything. I mean, they 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 combed this out. Everything. Like, like it is insane. I've never seen an investigation so pulled apart like they did with this one on that TV show. And I think show. that's got something to do with the fact that you and I both have very specific views on what happened. Yeah. We we I, I my my theory is pretty immovable. Yeah, so is mine. And what confirmed it is this documentary, one hundred percent. But we'll get to that in a bit. There's also hardly any background noise during the actual call. No family members crying. No yelling. It is no panic. There's no panic. So weird. Yeah. If you if you fa- woke up to find your kid gone, mm. like the the house is quiet except for Burke saying, "Mom," you know. It's weird. It's spooky. It is the most bizarre, like, rehearsed. I'll get to a, a thing in a minute, but just to keep in mind, John and Patsy were obsessed with um, American movies. What do you mean? Like, John had movie posters all around the house and stuff. He was quite influenced by like movies and quoting movies and like really like oh, typical like, movie Hollywood, lines and stuff. Like yeah, Hollywood a, crap. Like, a, like pop culture movies. Yeah, so right. like a lot of, yeah. when we get to the ransom note, a lot of the lines are, they're found, they are, some of them are direct quotes from movies that he's liked. Oh, what? Yeah. They've found that, that they're like, they've linked the quotes and they're like, that movie is from literally a movie that's in his DVD collection oh or God. video collection at that point. okay so this ransom note let's get to the ransom note it's three pages long so i'm only going to talk about the weird parts Mm -hmm. you can easily look it up it it goes on and on it's really worded quite strange like it's it's very bizarre everything about it yeah the whole thing weird yeah it starts out as mr ramsey listen carefully carefully we are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign fraction foreign faction sorry Mm -hmm. we respect your business but not the country that it serves so already that's like a weird why would you sounds a bit kind of like the the patty hurst Uh, it's bizarre like why would you put that we respect your business but we don't respect america they're trying to make it look like it's terrorists Terrorists, yeah the note goes on to say they have jean benet and she will be returned if the family withdraws eighteen hundred thousand 
$118,000 and leaves it in a disclosed location. They continue, quote, speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. SBTC. Okay. So it goes from them kind of implying that they're terrorists and they hate America, so they've, they've taken this IT... President of president of an IT company's kid. Mm-hmm. Then it moves on to if I mean if you read the note in full, it's really bizarre. Like they like put the money in a medium sized bag. Like who cares? Just get the money out. They say have a good night's rest because this is exhausting. And then it goes from act, speech like we're from a small foreign faction to. You're not the only big cat around, which I think is very Americanized. Yeah, yeah. It 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 doesn't work. It does. The whole the whole ransom note is completely all over the place. Right. It's bizarre. Let's do a little more deconstructing. Deconstructing. Jesus Christ. To start a ransom note with, we are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign fraction. First, Rice specify that you're a group of individuals. Everyone knows that a group is made up of individuals like that note that little like Mm. added detail is just stupid like Mm -hmm. why would you add that in a ransom note putting the word small doesn't make sense a kidnapper would want to sound intimidating and powerful over the ran the ramses that's true yeah using the word foreign wouldn't commonly be used in ransom notes like because they've had people that they specialize in ransom notes, pick apart this. And these are the notes I'm reading. Like they pulled apart everything, everything. And to them, the Ramsey family would be foreign, not them. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Why would they come to Boulder and take this kid of a guy in an IT company? Like he was very rich, don't get me wrong. Mm. But like um, he had just been given a Christmas bonus Mm -hmm. and... In his savings or the money he had, 118000 wasn't a lot for him. So he could have just gotten that out. Like, wasn't why would they ask specifically for that amount? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is correct, but wasn't 118000 I'm pretty sure that was like, his bonus. That was like the exact amount of yeah, his bonus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the exact bonus. Yeah. Also, the use of the word beheading is weird because Americans... It it just sounds too much like they're trying to make it sound like terrorists. Mm-hmm. You are not the only fat cat around. Use that good southern common sense of yours. Is very Americanized, and that brings us back to John and Patsy being obsessed with movies. Mm-hmm. Then the victory SBTC line is probably the weirdest part. There's theories that it stands for "Saved by the Cross." The note was also written on a notepad and used with a pen that all belonged to the Ramses. So this kidnapper, this terrorist kidnapper, sat down in the middle sat of down the night. in the house. And wrote three pages. And sat down, wrote three pages with the notepad and pencil or pen that was in the house. Um, they also picked up that the handwriting was very similar to Patsy's, like 
I don't buy any of this at all. It's all it's, it's just it's ridiculous. Just, it's so ridiculous, this whole situation. Mm. Yeah. So who would come in to kidnap a kid and sit down and relax and take time to write three pages? Why yeah. not come in with a pre-written note? Yeah. Get in, exactly. get out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that to me is like one of the biggest giveaways in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit strange. So... After Patsy called 911, three minutes later, two police officers rocked up to the house and conducted a search, but didn't find any signs of forced entry. Meanwhile, John was making arrangements to pay the ransom. You'd think a house like that would have pretty good security as well. And it's a big modern house. Yeah. Yeah. Even in 1996, you'd probably think that they would have pretty top of the range security locks on the gate. He was a millionaire. Um, So maybe even CCTV. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's bizarre. I mean, saying that the police found nothing. So that's, you know, Mm -hmm. what does that tell you? Mm. Um, a forensic team was sent over and they only cautioned off John Bonet's bedroom, leaving potential evidence in the rest of the house to be botched. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is when the point in the investigation where everyone screws up and it's literally infuriating. Patsy invited her friends over who actually, actually, as you do, yeah, as well as the minister, she brought the minister over and what minister, like Like a priest, like a, yeah, like a, they were religious and the friends completely cleaned the kitchen. Oh my God. Yeah. They, they wiped everything down. They cleaned everything potentially. Well, completely in my opinion, it's a comedy of errors. It's complete. It's just horrendously botched. And removing heaps of potential evidence, which is just great, you know. Um, At this stage, multiple randoms had just walked through the entire crime scene. What do you mean randoms? Like the minister, (laughs) all of Patsy's mates. You've got two police officers. You've got forensics team. They've only sectioned off the bedroom as a crime scene, which is bizarre to me. It's like they're going to find her dna you're gonna find potentially the person that took her's dna yeah but same with like the notepad and the like this like section off the whole house I know why are people coming in and visiting and cleaning just this massive case of cross-contamination uh, it's horrendous anyway at 1 p.m a detective asked john to research the house to see if they had missed anything suspicious. research like oh, research, like research. Yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> They started in the basement. John opened the door and found John Bernays dead body. Her mouth was duct taped, a nylon cord was tied around her neck and wrists, and her torso was covered by a blanket. Now, instead of calling out to the police and forensics that were literally in the other room, John picked up the body, contaminating the scene, and carried it upstairs. It's such an idiot. It's oh, so this so whole case frustrating. Makes me so frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Now, the autopsy found John Bonet had died from a skull fracture, keep that in mind, everyone, and mm-hmm. strangulation. There was no evidence of rape, no semen was found, but they did find evidence of a vaginal injury. They also found that it appeared her vagina had been cleaned with a cloth around the time of her death. That's weird. It's weird. And they still don't really understand why that happened. All right. There's rumors that the 
parents set it up to look like she had been molested. Right. Okay. So someone was covering their tracks. Yes. Okay. The nylon cord was attached to a broken handle of a paintbrush and had been used to strangle her. Kind of like if you guys are familiar with how John Wayne Gacy used to get a cord and a pencil and he'd twist it. Oh, like a garrote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how she was found strangled. That's a horrible way to go. It's horrendous. Pineapple was found in her stomach, which lined up with photographs taken during the investigation showing a bowl of pineapple on the table. Mm -hmm. It was later found that Burke's fingerprints were all over the bowl. Burke happened to sleep through the entire ordeal and only woke up several hours after the police arrived. That's what the parents said. Was he drugged? Well, no. I mean, he was in the background of the 911 call, so I don't know where this this came from. I think they were literally like, go upstairs, keep your mouth shut. And none of the friends ever were like, oh, where's Burke? Perhaps we should send him to the grandparents' house for the day. I I honestly think Patsy would have been like, he's asleep, just let him sleep and we'll get, you know, like, don't wake him up, you'll upset him. What's wrong with these people? They're crazy. This this whole case is horrendous. Um, Because there are so many botch-ups in the crime scene, from all these randoms walking through the house, the kitchen being cleaned by Patsy's friends, John picking up Jean Bonnet's body and moving it to a different room, Mm -hmm. the investigation was basically screwed. I also heard that when he brought her body upstairs, Mm. uh, he laid her down on the floor. He did. He just kind of like was wailing and crying and just plonked her down in front of everyone on the floor. And, like, the sofa was right there. Like, you'd think, like, if this is your child, you'd... I mean, even though she's deceased, Mm. you'd still kind of, in a way, want her to be comfortable. To me, it's very staged. To me, it's like, I'm the grieving father. I'm going to come out and almost collapse with my child's body. That's... To me, that's what it is. And, like, in a way, he's smart if he did it because he's contaminated the original crime scene and now if they go back and look at it they could oh, be like screwed all his dna's all over her yep. body and stuff because he picked her up mm-hmm. you know yep like cool they found fingerprints around her neck and all that oh it's because That's he because carried, he carried him her. Out, her out exactly. yeah so like there's two sides either he's a dumbass and he has no idea or he's just literally like re-putting his hands on her so that he has a reason why his fingerprints all over her body. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's awesome. The interviews of the initial family members were delayed. The officers working on the case were inexperienced and there were parts of evidence that were completely lost, which isn't an unusual thing. Like, that happens all the time. Evidence is lost? Yeah. It's horrendous. Um, lots of evidence pointed to the Ramses, but the investigation was so messy that things would be pushed back, lost or shuffled. One day the evidence would point to the parents, then the next day it would point away from them. The police department were convinced the Ramses were guilty, while outside detectives were convinced Jean Bonnet was murdered by an intruder. Due to the tension and animosity between the detectives and the police, Colorado Governor Roy Roma decided to initiate a grand jury. September 15th, 1998, a grand jury was convened to consider charging the Ramses for the case. In 1999, the jury returned to charge the parents with placing a child at risk in a way that led to her death and with obstructing an investigation of murder. How did they put her in a position that... Well, that's what I didn't understand too. Yeah, they put her to bed. I don't understand that either, but I guess maybe 
they were see the whole court case is really confusing to me because mm-hmm. it gets swapped out so many times and like staff literally get up and quit because they're like this is bullshit nothing's happened yeah. there's been like there were i think three detectives that literally quit because of this case wow because they're like no one's so listening no one's blocks. doing anything yeah we're out yeah mm-hmm. they quit their careers not just like they the case they just were like we're done being cops yeah yeah so the case is super confusing to me I don't know how the parents place a child at risk, but somehow someone's suggested somehow it. Somehow they've factored that in there and got away with it, yeah. even though it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, there was a Boulder County District Attorney, Alex Hunter, didn't prosecute because he couldn't meet with finding them guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, which I kind of see, I agree yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. It's too much contamination. Completely. Too, too many botched it's, up. It, it's so like... Uh, like I don't know which side to believe. Yeah. It's, it's, There's it's no too concrete. in the air. There's no concrete exactly. evidence. In 2002, the investigation was given to a different department, and in April 2003, a federal judge found that the evidence was more consistent with the theory that an intruder murdered John Bonet than it was with the theory that Mr. Mrs. Ramsey did. On July 2008, the office of the Boulder District Attorney announced that. Through new DNA research, the Ramsey family members were removed from being suspects. February 2009, the case was passed to a new district attorney who took over the investigation. 2010. Just what I always wanted. Oh, it's just, it goes on. 2010, the case was reopened. And in 2015, investigators were starting to disagree with how the Ramseys were previously excused exonerating this is a quote sorry exonerating anyone based on a small piece of evidence that has not yet been proved to even be connected to the crime is absurd another states we all shed dna at the time all the time Mm -hmm. within our skin cells it can be deposited anywhere at any time for various reasons Reasons that are benign to clear somebody just on the premise of touch DNA, especially when you have a situation where the crime scene wasn't secure at the beginning, really is a stretch. So the parents were exonerated, Mm -hmm. but then the later um, investigators were like, why the hell did they get removed as suspects? Because you can't pass up this evidence that Mm -hmm. they're finding with... Mm -hmm. um, more updated dna forensic research exactly yeah it's just and that's what if you guys watch that documentary on netflix they've got like the most up-to-date forensics technology that is picking up stuff that has never been brought up before which is why it's such a cool time for it's incredible it's so exciting you know serial killers from decades ago and now being arrested yeah 100 percent. they've got they've found the dna of jack the ripper like they're they're trying to work yeah they found it through semen like they're trying to work on stuff there's there's now there's apparently there's talks of a technology that um with dna the computer will actually generate what your face will look like yes i've seen that that's amazing it is imagine that so much cool stuff how easy would that be to find your you know yep your offender it's crazy Mm -hmm. okay now we'll get to the theories there are two main types of theories that are the most popular first is the family member theory that someone in the house killed john bonnet whether on purpose or by accident and they then planted this whole ransom note thing to protect the family the second 
is an intruder who broke into the house on Christmas night and killed her. According to a retired profiler of the FBI, Greg McRae, statistically, it is a 12 to 1 probability that it's a family member or a caregiver who would commit a crime against a kid. Is that a high probability? That, that seems like a pretty high probability it is. to me. And it is. It is true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The police found no evidence of forced entry, but they did find evidence of someone staging a crime scene, which Mm. is like, (sighs) such as the weird ransom note written with the paper and the pen owned by the family. Why kill the girl when you've just written a ransom note and you're about to get money? Because they needed an end. They needed an end of this this situation. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, say hypothetically, it was um, a stranger. Mm. Why would they come in, write a ransom note, yeah. then kill the girl, then leave? Exactly. It doesn't make it, any sense. It doesn't sense. make sense. But I think to this, these two, Patsy and John, who are a bit, I don't know, they're maybe a bit Hollywood. They're maybe, I don't know, they don't really know much about actual real life true crime cases that they've yeah. been like, let's make this the most dramatic. Exactly. There's a ransom. There's a kidnapping. They want thousands of dollars. Yes. You know, we've got your pageant daughter. It's like... No, if you wanted to make it realistic, in my opinion, you'd you'd leave a really horrible crime scene. You'd smash a window open. You'd you know you'd be like someone came in, killed the kid, and left. Don't mm-hmm. add the weird Hollywood crap. Yeah, it's bizarre. Mm. There's terrorists in this neighborhood. Like, and if you're gonna do a note, look, you know, fifty words is gonna be fine. Yeah, three pa- It's an three essay. Pages? It's a literal essay. <sighs> yep. Um. They also found that the Ramses didn't fully cooperate in helping them solve the murder. They kind of just played along like you see people doing in the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there is footage of Patsy crying, um, kind of asking for the the offender to come forward and stuff, but it's quite bizarre. And, like, we can't judge people on their grieving. No. A lot of people don't cry. A lot of people laugh. Yeah, like, you can't be like that person's guilty because everyone has a different reaction to trauma Mm -hmm. but just watch the footage of patsy ramsey just watch the footage there's something going on there's the theory that patsy hit jean benet after she wet the bed and then strangled her to cover up what she had done was there evidence that she had wet the bed yeah, Jean Bonnet always wet the bed. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, and what they think is Patsy hit her and then while she was knocked out but still technically alive, that's why that's when she strangled her because Jean Bonnet did die of strangulation while also having a head trauma. Seems a little extreme. It does. I don't agree with that. Um, because Patsy was a really peaceful woman. Mm. She had no history of violence, so I I think that theory is yeah i I don't feel like that holds a lot of weight no now this is my favorite theory and -hmm. i think it's yours too and it's a lot of people's yeah um the theory that burke killed jean benet they found pineapple in the autopsy and burke's favorite snack was pineapple and milk Mm -hmm. there's a theory that jean benet grabbed some pineapple Burke only being a nine-year-old cracked it, hit her over the head with a flashlight, which actually matches perfectly with the... The indentation on completely her Completely. Yes. It was... You could slot the torch. It was like torch. one of those quite Big large, flashlights. Heavy, big, like, like 90s flashlights. Yeah. 
yeah huge flashlight it fits perfectly in the crack in her head mm-hmm. um then pa- then burke panicked on her body there were two strange marks that looked similar to the marks made by a taser people were like taser like a taser gun people were like there's two like Who if has you have a taser well that's the thing but later on the marks matched up perfectly to a set of toy train tracks that burke played with Oh. So we think they think that she was knocked out with the torch and then Burke freaked out and grabbed this toy train track and poked her as hard as he could to see if she would wake up. Oh, God. Because it is literally... And the marks were made That's when she was car. still kind of alive because they, they, like, bled out a bit. Like, they bruised. They had time to kind of bruise and bleed where out. The, where it is, if it was after death, yeah. they wouldn't have yeah. um, had time to develop the bruise. Exactly. So Burke freaked out. Um, poked her to see if she'd flinch. Um, and then the parents freaked out and they decided to stage a murder just to protect their, to protect the remaining son. kid that they mm-hmm. had. There was history of Burke being super violent and like hitting Jean Benet Ramsey with objects. I think in the documentary, it was said that Burke once got a, a golf club and just whacked her over the head with it. I heard that too. He was, he's he was a in weird the front little yard kid. Or the back yeah, yard yeah. Or he he would just pick up. He'd have like fits of rage. Um, and if you watch this dec- documentary again, they actually like there's there's footage of interviews with Burke. Um, you can hear him talking. He's you can't judge kids on how they react to trauma, of course, but he's quite unemotional about it. Um, he's yeah. very like he almost gets bored in the interrogation. Mm. There's there's just there's I don't know. I don't know. I my Again, you I completely can't judge think people. it's Burke. Uh, I think this the Burke theory mm. is definitely my favorite theory. Yeah, I shall I, say. I'm pretty convinced. Me too. Pretty convinced. Yeah, and a lot of people are. He refuses to have interviews nowadays. Like I think he did that one with Doctor Dr. Phil. Phil, and it's really weird. And a lot of people have analyzed it. They've been like, every time Doctor Phil asks him a question, he twitches. Mm. Or and like he kind of, of smirks. Yeah, he? he there's points where he's laughing in it, and people are like he's guilty, and then other people are like no, that's his reaction because he's, he's really shitting himself. It's like I laugh sometimes when I'm scared. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't use that as as incriminating evidence, but still at the same time, you part of you is like, well, you know, it's what, twenty years later, and he's still kind of giggling about it, like. I don't know. Yeah. Another theory was pedophiles, which is really common. The child beauty pageant scene was almost a breeding ground for pedophiles. Mm. And Jean Benet had actually previously been photographed by a convicted pedophile. And he recently confessed, but it's, they think it's bullshit. Is that the guy, apparently he was like obsessed with her and he had like a shrine with all these pictures of her. Yeah. I mean, that could be a compelling uh, theory. Totally. But like, there's there's sickos out there who are obsessed with, with kids, but they'd never like they wouldn't hurt them. There's 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 so many mm. avenues. Um, there was also a theory tying in with our Christmas theme that mm-hmm. their neighbor Bill McReynolds, who played Santa Claus, was her killer too. Guys, there are 
and the the thing that isn't funny but it happens all the time so many criminals can falsely confess to this murder they they get arrested for stuff and then they come out they're in jail and they're like i'm the one who killed john benet ramsey and yep. it's constantly happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but Burke this is- case frustrates me baffles me uh makes me angry yes it makes me angry that this victim never had any justice she had no justice nothing um such a short life and guys i didn't cover this story well enough because gem and i only have like a short space of time to do each of our stories Mm -hmm. but if you want to do a deep dive into this story i completely recommend you to do some research yourself look at the ransom note there are so many resources people are this is one of the most famous cases on the planet Mm -hmm. like it is probably the biggest mystery unsolved case ever. Yeah. If you ask any true crime fan, what Jean case? Benet. Yeah, what case do you want to know? Who that Jean Benet Ramsey yep. straight away. Mm-hmm. So do your research. It's really it's crazy. It's sad. Watch videos of her. Um, and um, stay safe on Christmas. Don't trust your parents, kids. <laughs> Or your brothers. Don't eat your brother's pineapple Don't snack. eat pineapple and milk. To <laughs> yeah, me, that is just... The, that's vomit flavor. juxtaposition Dairy of, and acid. No. That's vomit. No, that doesn't... No. That's a sign that that kid's a killer. Just <laughs> eating that. If your kid's <laughs> eating that's fruit your main with milk, clue. get rid of it. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Anyway. Well, thank you for going through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know it was a really condensed version, but... Super condensed. I did not do it justice. But um, that was like a brief You blurb. definitely covered the main, main points, though. Yeah, the court case is a bit jumpy. It's mm. very confusing. Mm. But um, it's a hard case because literally there's the, the crime scene was so messed up. You know? So many idiots. Who brings, a, who brings <sighs> your mates around to clean uh, the kitchen? That, yeah. When I first heard that, I, I mean, almost threw it. A shoe at the TV. I was like, "Are you kid? Your kid's been murdered, and you've got your friends cleaning your house." Yep. Uh, what is was, wrong with weren't people? some of their friends? Um, and now I don't know if I'm getting this mixed up with the Madeline McCann case, mm. but some of the friends decided to turn their backs on the Ramses. Yeah. After yeah, there's an interview this. with a woman who I think was her neighbor at the time, mm. who was really close to them, mm-hmm. and then she she's like, she in the interview she's like, nah there's something mm, this not is not right. right yeah she's, yeah there's something going on yeah watch the documentary i'll, I'll put it on instagram i it's think i'm gonna rewatch it so freaking good yeah it's incredible okay yeah well thank you so so much oh thanks for having me <laughs> you can come thanks, back <laughs> yeah, I, I might i might <laughs> And we are back. We are back. Uh, I forgot to tell you, I'm reading a really good book. Oh, what is it? Um, and I'm going to lend it to you afterwards. Okay. It's called um, Aftermath. After, aftermath. 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 Of- yes. And it's about a journalist. Yeah. It's a true like story. Yeah. It's about a journalist that sort of... Um, shadows a company that cleans up after crime scenes oh yes 
And, um, yeah, he sort of follows them around and sort of uh, writes all about it. We're both reading crime scene cleaner books. Oh, because you're reading the trauma. Cl- I thought you uh, already read the trauma cleaner. I'm. I've had a break because I've had to go back to work and all that crap. But right. Yeah. Incredible. This one, it's it's really good. It's not going to take me. Long. No, I'll give it to you next week. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. It's really interesting. Just how thorough they have to be. And these these guys, they started this company because. There was a suicide across mm. the road from one of their apartments. And no one would clean it. And they were chatting to the police officer and he's like, yeah, poor kid, shot himself. They can't find anyone to clean it up. Oh, and then God. they go off and play golf and they're like, hey, isn't that crazy how they can't find anyone to clean it up? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So they finish their golf game and they go back and they talk to the cop again. They're like, um, we'll do it. Yeah, basically, mm. they said, we'll do it. And, you know, the cop was like, oh, that'd be awesome because, you know, it would be so sad for the family to do it. Oh, my God. Um, So they literally just go in with, like, a pair of rubber gloves and, mm. like, some just regular cleaning. supermarket yeah. cleaning products. Um, whereas now, oh, like, it's a, like years that, and those years later. Those cleaning products would not get rid of yeah, body acids and all exactly, that. Exactly, like, yeah. Nah. Um, they're, like, they've got top of the range uh equipment chemicals oh yeah they wear hazmat suits yeah that's um, it completely. it's just completely different now yeah 100 so, percent, and it pays really well yeah but a lot of people don't last yeah and yeah. like as far as like cool we get to clean clean crime scenes we get to be involved in crime scenes majority of the job is you going to hoarders houses and cleaning out mm-hmm. hoarding houses or like yep. um police cars that have people have shat in and jails that people have smeared pool over the walls yes and and it, yeah like like is that ooh. person that we follow on instagram because yeah course. yeah yeah the crime scene cleaner yeah um there's an instagram you can follow and it's literally like this guy goes around and takes photos of every every job he cleans and majority and he is like, like rates it out of 10 for difficulty yeah and like the hoarding house is like the walls are literally black with mold and oh it's crazy it interests me he's the, the, a lot of the ones that he puts up are um last days of a alcoholic's life yeah they're, they're crazy um, they're crazy and lots of suicide a lot of suicides a lot of um motorbike accidents and car accidents yeah accidents yeah if you guys are if you guys are into that and have a strong stomach follow crime scene cleaner on instagram he literally like will post anything and everything Mm. and he'll answer questions too yeah it's really interesting to look at Mm -hmm. really really interesting but Mm -hmm. uh, it is like i considered doing it for a job um but I honestly could not handle the um, stuff like syringes. I'm very scared of diseases. Like I'm, mm-hmm. although I'm a cleaner myself, I'm like petrified of of touching anything that could make you sick. Which yeah. in that industry is literally everything. It's interesting. In this book that I'm reading, they they basically say it, it, it treat everything in the area as if it's poison. Yeah, you, they literally have to like be so strict on that just because you they're like for example a hoarder's house piles of piles of piles of rubbish and then underneath that are full of syringes and like <gasps> sure you have hazmat suits but like imagine pricking yourself with a syringe mm-hmm. or like you know you don't know what this blood contains it could have anything in it yeah you could have an open cut and you touch 
it's just it, to me it's really scary yeah yeah and even, a lot goes into it totally mm, yeah and it's just yeah just, yeah no no anyway anyway let's talk about something fun Woo. <laughs> okay so today i am going to tell you about the thornton heath poltergeist Ooh, christmas poltergeist uh some of it's christmas Yay. there's a little bit of it that's christmas cool uh so this uh for this story i just want to acknowledge some of the uh websites that oh, i went to i forgot to do that Oh, that's all right. Wikipedia, Jean, YouTube, Jean Bonnet, Jean Bonnet Google, Netflix. Yeah, yeah Netflix. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I looked at spookyisles.com, myhauntedlife2.com, <laughs> realparanormalexperiences.com, londonist.com, and hauntedhovel.com. Ooh. So this takes place from August 1972 until sometime in 1975. In the suburb of Thornton Heath, South London, England. Mm-hmm. So during August, in the warm summer of 1972, a South London family, which seems to be none of the readings actually specified, mm-hmm. a mother, a father and a son. Mm-hmm although no names have been disclosed. So it's one of those ones. That, okay. Um, it's, it's only one step above urban legend. <laughs> we in the 70s? <laughs> yes. That's weird. Uh, wasn't there one a little while ago that I did there was no names? Well, I mean, look, with the Donovan case, mm. we knew their names, but no city was ever disclosed. Yeah, it's strange. So sometimes, did, and um, do you remember those guys that took the picture of the Yowie and they didn't want to uh, have yeah, their, their names? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Did, um, did um, the... The two Christians get involved. What are their names? Do Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. No. I, it's 70s. I feel yeah. like it's very, like, in their realm. Uh, no, they, they were probably too busy at Enfield. True, 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 true. <laughs> so this South London family were woken up in the middle of the night by a bedside radio turning on loudly. And it was tuned to a foreign language station that no one in the house was known to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm picturing German. What are you picturing? No, like, I'm like picturing really like, like German with polka music. I'm picturing like like the other family members listen to foreign radio stations, but this one isn't one of the stations that they listen to. So like they get woken up to like Swedish bagpipes or something and the mum's like oh well we know julie listens to hungarian so obviously yeah (laughs) (laughs) just the way it was worded kind of (laughs) like yeah i see what you mean now reading back i love love that idea so this radio situation was the first odd occurrence in their paranormal journey a journey that would take them hostage for almost four years what in the following nights they would see and hear bedside lamps and ornaments within the house moving by themselves or moved by unknown presences sometimes pictures would fall off the walls and glasses and plates would fly out of the cupboards god that would be frustrating that's just annoying (laughs) (laughs) how many times do i have to pick this up god damn it i just went to ikea do you know how far away springvale is (laughs) 
So around Christmas 1972, things started to get a little bit crazy. The dad was hit in the head with an ornament that had flown across the a room. A Christmas ornament? Uh, didn't specify, just an ornament. Mm. It's the 70s. There's ornaments everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's ornaments on the toilet. Yeah. There's ornaments flipping on the mantelpiece. That's true. There's fairy it's toilet just, seats. It's, yeah, it's just mm. ornaments everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, and this ornament hit him so hard that he fell into a chair Oh, thank God the chair was there. It's all very dramatic. The family went over to help him. And then what do you think happens? The freaking Christmas tree starts rising up off the ground and shaking violently. Can you imagine if they had cats, how excited the cats would be? (laughs) My cat would go nuts. It's happening. Uh, so the Christmas tree levitates, starts shaking, sends uh, Christmas ornaments flying and smashing everywhere. Nuts. Mm, typical uh, Christmas, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> After that, things just got weirder and weirder. One thing that happened was that they would often hear footsteps upstairs when they knew no one else was up there. Mm. Sometime in January of 1973, the son woke up in the middle of the night and saw a man standing or hovering over him. I just got goosebumps all up my body. And I am not embarrassed to tell you that when I was writing this, I called my dog so that he could come and sit next to me. cute no that's cute because i was feeling a little bit creeped out oh yuck imagine waking up to a man looking at you (laughs) especially if it wasn't a ghost (laughs) so he says the man was tall angry looking and even a little bit evil Mm. the boy also said that the man was wearing old-fashioned clothes it's he's describing um a creepy man our prime minister (laughs) Current affairs. All right, continue. One story I read said the man hovered over him as he lay there with an evil look on his face. Yuck. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't just the family that were victim to this paranormal phenomenon. Not the animals. No, no, oh, you're, you're good. all good, dude. That's fine. One night they were hosting a dinner party. Sound familiar? Uh, oh, tonight? Huh? The Christmas party? No, no. Remember the Donovan family? All the oh, they things were smashing all, the, all over the house. They, they were like, invited let's, like let's the uncle a, and stuff. Let's have a dinner. Was it Christmas or yeah, it was a Easter? Really, I got it really was, angry it about was, it. It was Good Friday or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm like, why don't they just go to un- the Uncle Ned's well, instead of having the, them? It's the British way. God, Stiff upper lip. Keep it. calm. Carry on. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so 2017, Gemma. <laughs> what is more like two it's more 1942 no keep calm and carry on isn't those those tacky like fridge magnets and those like yeah and it has like a teacup yeah that's it it's it's from the second world war are you kidding me no it from the blitz so what it was like well london is being bombed around us but keep calm carry on it's the british way what they they will not take I us thought down it was like Made from like um, you sweet, typo or you something. Sweet summer child. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
I thought it was What's a, the opposite of like okay a, boomer? <laughs> um, shut up, youngo. I don't know. Well, you learned something today. Wow. Okay, I have more respect for that phrase then. Yep. Because it actually like relates to trauma and not just white girls being like, keep calm and, and carry on. Oh, a new pencil case. No, no, no. It was like a national motto. Damn. Yeah. Okay, it's got yeah. history. Like, All let's right. keep on being the British people that we are. Kind of like Germans... Nazi not quote Nazis continue okay no 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 it's cool so, <laughs> so they're entertaining friends and there's a knocking at the front door the fr- the door to the living room then begins to shake so the people at the dinner party get up to investigate what Ugh. in holy hell is going on as they approach the shaking living room door it bursts open oh the drama mama so much drama i love it then theatrical poltergeist yeah then every light in the house starts switching on and off okay so drama i'm sorry i would be so disco. excited if i went to a dinner party and this stuff started happening Imagine if you and I were there, we'd be like, girl, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're about to see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quit. Stop filming. Film. <laughs> we don't take notes. <laughs> so at this point, the family decide, let's look for some help. Ed and Lorraine, Lorraine <gasps> Mo- Warren must have been busy. Oh, so they got the cheap version, Gary and because Fiona. Because they, they decide to call... <laughs> <laughs> they decide to call their local church and the vicar comes round to bless oh, the house. Dawn French wa- rocks up. Yeah. With Alice. <laughs> and oh my tells God. a bad joke. How funny would that be? I love it. <laughs> so even though the blessing is carried out at length, the creepy, crazy stuff still continues. It actually gets even worse. Yay. So we are talking about stuff being thrown about, Mm -hmm. loud crashing sounds that sound like furniture is being knocked over and moved around, like the Donovan haunting. Yes. And like with the Donovans, they would go into the other room to see what was going on and nothing was actually out of place. Oh, God, you'd start to question your sanity. I know. The old man still appears to members of the family as well. Uh, so this family, they're pretty stressed out, pretty yeah. scared. Yeah. They somehow get in touch with a psychic medium and this medium comes to the house and tries to figure out what's going on. Yeah. They're told the entity is actually an angry spirit and his name is Chatterton. Mm. He was a farmer and in fact used to live in the house many years ago. He was annoyed with the family for moving into his house and he thought they were trespassing. Wait, this isn't the one that was based on that movie. And the little girl, there's an old man that's like haunting the house and he has a special sofa and she, whenever oh, she sits in it, she like... I think like, you're thinking of The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring that's 2. That's the Enfield poltergeist. Oh. Yeah. No, this one is, is different. Okay. God, there's a lot of old angry men ghosts yeah. in London. It was a, a good film, that one. Yeah, it was all right. It was good. It was good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good, actually. The, the long, slender dude yeah, was the, crooked, the best part. That's the what I was going to say. The crooked man. The best part. I'd say, I love that kind of imagery. Same. I was so like, good. yes, so yes, 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 yes. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Yeah. I loved it. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this guy is angry 
with the family from moving into his house. Mm, mate, you're the, dead. Get over it. <laughs> the family do some research and they find out that, yes, in fact, there was a farmer that had lived in the house during the mid-18th century and he had, in fact, been called Chatterton. Mm. Then, as if all this wasn't enough, after the medium, medium has come to the house, Mrs. Chatterton starts appearing. No. <laughs> now, she apparently looks like an elderly woman with grey hair in a bun and she wears a pinafore. Okay. And she's got it in for the, for the mum of the Why? family. Just let... Because <sighs> she's supposed to be the mum. Oh, honey. The mum would feel like someone was hold, uh, sorry, following her when she went upstairs. And sometimes she would turn around and Mrs. Chatterton would be right there standing behind her. <laughs> then the ghost would just disappear into the shadows. Yuck. Uh, so the mum's a bit freaked out. Probably the creepiest thing that happened was towards the end of the haunting. The family would be watching TV in the living room and Mr. Chatterton would start appearing on the TV. I love that. I love that. I <laughs> think that is the best, best thing. Imagine the ghost he being was like, selling cars. Can you ima- <laughs> but imagine him being like, God damn it, they're ignoring us. And we're not scaring them enough. Let's literally Oi. sit in their tv show yeah. and just like sit there with their arms crossed and be like pay attention to me <laughs> like, you're in my house yeah what else is can you imagine like you're 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 scrolling through instagram on your phone and he just rocks up on your instagram like, like hello arms crossed tapping his foot <laughs> being like pay attention to me so he would be wearing a black jacket high necked shirt and a black cravat and the family decided to give up on the Chatterton house and move the hell out. Good. They had there we go. Sensible. So there'd been almost four years of this crap. <laughs> they moved in, into a new house and all the paranormal phenomena stopped, both for the family and also in the house at Thornton Heath. Okay. No one apparently ever reported the house as haunted after that. Weird. Weird. Uh, the story is known as the Thornton Heath Poltergeist, the 70s version. Mm, so there okay. is actually another Thornton Heath Poltergeist that comes from the 1930s. Ooh, creepy. And I will cover that for you probably next week. Yes, I love it. Uh, there wasn't a great deal on this case, to be honest. However, I did come across an interesting comment on the SpookyIsles.com website mm. where a man called Peter talks about growing up in Thornton Heath and walking home from school with some of the other kids they come across a house and a couple of boys run out from the back garden and ask if they want to see something oh god the boys follow them into the back of the house well into the backyard yeah and he says seeing the excitement in them both was infectious and we followed them not knowing what to expect dean coral huh dean coral Dean Coral. Do you know that case? Oh, the Candyman? Yeah. Right, no. <laughs> I'm going to cover that one so you guys yeah. will be in on the joke. Ew. Yeah. Um, when we entered the back garden, he says, I was personally hit by a weird feeling that I've never felt before. A kind of fear for no apparent reason. There was no visible sign of anything untoward to give rise to this sensation. It just didn't seem right. Then things started to kick off. 
I remember this house, all the black windows, sorry, all the back windows had shutters and they all started to instantly slam open and shut. Oh, mate. There was no wind. In fact, I remember it being a perfectly sunny day. There was also a washing line in the garden and this may sound contrived, but I'm only reminiscing details I can remember. There was a solitary white bed sheet on the line and the older boy who took us to the back garden. Let me also point out, I have no idea whether these two children were related or even lived at this house. All I can say is they gave me the, the impression that this was a regular occurrence. Mm. Going back to the washing line sheet, I saw it raise itself from the line the clothes washing line Mm. and with perfect aplomb covered the young boy he (laughs) quickly disentangled himself from the sheet it was a perfect sunny day there was no wind and besides what struck me was the precision the sheet encompassed Mm. the boy it could not have been scripted weird he says obviously there was a great deal of nervous laughter from all all of us at what we were seeing it was not normal and i had the feeling there was something bad there we all ran quickly from the back garden to the front of the house where it felt safer and quiet even though i cannot say if anything was happening inside the house oh so that is just a you know an an, another instance of something weird happening Mm. um in this in this place was that the same house that no, it wasn't the it same was just house. The it was just something, another place in the neighborhood. Oh, I want to go. Wow. That's really interesting. Thornton Heath. It's, Thornton on, it's Heath. on our list now. Yeah. <laughs> Thornton Heath. Yep. Anyway, that's so yeah, that's that's my story. So I'd Love really it. like to cover the 1930s, Please 30s do. version as well. I think that one's quite interesting. scary. Yeah. The older the, the better. Yeah, and yeah. I like doing the historical ones as well. I want to find like a modern poltergeist, like one set in 2018 or 19. It's a good point cuz you don't challenge really hear accepted. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. All yeah. right. Well, thanks guys. I think that's a wrap at it for us for this Christmas Day this edition. Ooky spooky Christmas. Thanks for joining us again, everybody. Yeah, thanks for spending Christmas with us. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on social media. Yes. I think my fridge is haunted on both Facebook and Instagram. And RPPFM. And RPPFM, which yeah. is where we record our show. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. Yeah. We've got some great staff here. All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode 11. There's only two more episodes in the season. Yes. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And we'll be back next week. Ciao, ciao. This is going to be the longest episode so ever. Long. It was an hour, just that story. What? <laughs> oh, God, you weren't here for the whole 10 minutes. We talked about drag queens. That was 25 minutes.